uh, we're doing a series called Summer Soundbites, all right? It's where we take a small amount of scripture, just a context of scripture, and then we bring context to it, all right? Now, since we've been on this series, our declaration has been that context is king and that we need to seek the king, amen? So I'm gonna give you my summer soundbite, all right? Are you guys ready? Amen. It comes from Matthew eleven fifteen. It declares, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. He that has an ear to hear, let him or her hear. In other, in other words, we need to get understanding of what we're hearing. Now, since we're talking about context, let me just start out by saying this. There are two types of context we're going to go over today. One is going to be a natural context. The second we're going to experience is a spiritual context. You can't have one or the other. You got to have both. Jesus walked in the natural, but he also walked in the supernatural. Can I get an amen? So when it comes to Jesus and the kingdom of God, we have to have natural context and spiritual context. So again, um, it's he that has an ear, let him or her hear. So when you're talking about context, I was taught that you should ask questions, all right? You wanna ask questions, like well, number one, who does, who does this scripture reference to? Number two, uh, what was going on at the time? Number three, who does it affect around them? And the last thing we'll look at really quick, number four is this, what, what Satan meant and all that good stuff. So let me, let me just break it down really fast. Number one, who was involved? Jesus and John the Baptist. You had Jesus' disciples and you had John the Baptist's disciples, okay? Now, John the Baptist, if you didn't know, he was the guy that was in the wilderness, was wearing like sheep's clothing, eating locusts. He was on one of those, you know, you may, maybe those different type of diets back then. He was eating bugs, okay? They thought he was a little bit eccentric, but he was a true man of God. He was the one that said in John 1 behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was talking about Jesus. So he was very, very influential in bringing Jesus forth. Amen? Now, Jesus is involved because he and Jesus are family. They're cousins. They are truly family. So those two are involved. Now, what was going on at the time? Well, John was such a man of God that he got put in prison by King Herod. In other words, he told the king, hey man, you're sleeping with your brother's wife, dude. It ain't right. And I, I'm going to go tell God because you ain't right. And I'm, it's done. You need to stop doing that. King Herod said, oh no, you didn't. So what he did was, I'm going to throw you in jail. Oh, you're not going to throw me in jail. I'm going to throw you in jail. So King Herod threw him in jail in prison. Now it says in verse 2, that John asked the question of Jesus and his disciples, are you the one to come or should we look for another? So that was going on in John's life. Now to bring further context, what was going on around them? Well, Israel was waiting for the Messiah. Israel was waiting for the Christ, the Messiah to fix Israel. So I don't understand 
how John didn't know that Jesus was the coming one when he told, already said he was. Stay with me, all right? Lastly, what is the enemy's plan here? Let me help you out. The enemy's plan here is to stop the revelation of the Messiah. Because when John said that, are you the one to come? Jesus said this, go tell John, verse four, what you hear and see, that the blind see, that the lame walk, that the afflicted are healed, that the poor have the gospel preached to them. So what's the enemy's plan in this? To stop you from hearing. Can I get an amen? He wants you to stop hearing that the revelation that Jesus is the true Messiah. So I have a story for you before we get into the shakedown. Because we're going to break it down, which we just did. Now we're going to go into the shakedown to where we're going to unveil and un just come against the enemy. Because the enemy doesn't want you to hear. So I'll be transparent. You don't have to. This is my story. All right. Maybe not yours. Can I get an amen? If you're with me, say yes. All right. The majority of my life, not a lot of my life, I stayed on Melrose Drive in Vista. There's a place called Vista County Detention Center. It's just right up the road, you know. It's a stopgap for many men and women of God. They find themselves at Vista County Jail. I was there for a total of 192 days. I was born again Christian, backslid, listening to the wrong thing. Stay with me. While my stint was there, I slept off the first day because I was under the influence of other things. Amen? I woke up. I had this man with a pad following me around and drawing and drawing and drawing. I would go get coffee. He's drawing, looking at me drawing. I would go talk to some people. He's looking at me drawing. Now, does anyone feel that that's weird? Amen? A little bit. So we go to bed, you get back up. It's a, it's a very strict routine. You get up about 5.30. He walks up to me at breakfast and goes, here, I drew a picture of you. And I'm like, that's weird. When I turned the picture over, guys, there's a picture of me. My hands are over the city of Oceanside and all over San Diego County. On my neck is a priestly, like a collar, like I'm a pastor or something. On my neck, I represent the kingdom. To the right of the picture were the things I need to watch out for, things that would trip me up. On the left side of the picture were angels, jewels, and heavenly movement. But my hands, and in the final part of the picture, are you guys sitting in the pulpit. My hands are over the whole county. I ran to my cell. I began to weep before my God. I couldn't believe his goodness. So I wake up, where do I want to see this guy? I come out, I'm like, where's that dude that was following me around? They're like, what dude? I'm like, the guy that was drawing a picture. What picture? I said, this picture. We don't even remember who he was. 
The shakedown of the enemy is this. We're about to get it revealed. The enemy wanted me to believe that I wasn't a son because I was in a natural jail and maybe some of you are in a spiritual jail in your mind. And the enemy is telling you something different than what God was telling me. But I have a picture that I reference to all the time. And you know what? You guys were in the picture because I am a pastor here. I am an influential pe person over the region. And you're, in the, you're part of this. Are you still with me? So, the shakedown where we, 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 we're going to punish the enemy right now. Now, here's something you need to understand. What's the difference between hearing and listening? So, I asked Google. Yeah, yeah. You know, the big G. Well, not the big G, right? The little G. You got to admit, Google's pretty smart, bro. Because if we had Google when I was coming up in high school, oh my God, my reports would have been so good. <laughs> so I asked Google what hearing means. And this is what Google said. Where is it? Sorry. Oh, Google's hiding. Maybe I don't need to use Google. Oh, here it is. So I asked Google what the difference between listening and hearing. Listen to this. Listening is an active process. You have to engage in the act of listening. Hearing is a passive action that occurs naturally, even while you're sleeping. Hmm. Hearing is an ability you're born with. I'll just... Uh. Every, the preacher in me is like, okay, stay, stay your course. Stay the course. Hearing is an ability you're born with. When you're born again, that means God gives you a second chance to hear him clearer. Right now, whether you're a believer or not a believer, you have the ability from God to hear him when he speaks. The devil doesn't want you to hear that Jesus is your Messiah. He doesn't want you to hear that Jesus is your healer. He doesn't want you to hear that he can restore your marriage. He doesn't want you to hear that he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you believe me, just wave your hands like this. Amen. That's good. Why is hearing so important? Because it's a challenge that the enemy wants to give you. Did you really hear God? Oh, if you heard God, that business wouldn't suck right now and you wouldn't have lost your job. Oh, did you really hear God? Then why is your son still addicted to methamphetamines? Did you really hear God? Then why hasn't God healed the blood disease in your body? Did you hear him? And what is our response when he, the devil tries to shake you down? Let me tell you something about the devil, okay? He is good at what he does. He's a liar, and he's a liar from the beginning. He doesn't want you to know that you have the power to shake him down. 
Am I talking to believers today? Here's why the shakedown is so powerful against the enemy. Because when you shake the enemy down, he always does the same thing all the time. It's never anything new. Why? Because he's the devil. He's not an angel anymore. He doesn't have the spirit of God around him. And that's why he hates you so much. Because you have all the spirit of God and he was booted out. He can't create. Same lie. Same generation. It's the same lie he told your daddy, that told his daddy, that told your daddy, that told that daddy. It's the same thing. So what is our response when he comes at you? Is Jesus your Messiah? Is Jesus your healer? Can Jesus fix a marriage? Can Jesus heal anyone from cancer? Can Jesus raise your dead dreams to life? Is your yes loud enough so the enemy can hear it? Yes. Let me give you some help. When the enemy starts talking to you, trying to shake you down, I give you permission to give sign language. One finger, middle one, straight up in the air. I don't know if I'm going to preach again from that one. I'm sorry. If you run out of words, just use that one sign. Amen. I may not be on the stage ever again. So I love you guys for listening to this third service. They didn't get that in the first and second one. That was free for you. Amen. Jesus said in verse 4 Go tell John the things which you hear and which you see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed. This has been ringing in my spirit. I believe for the last three services, many of us have been believing lies. There's things that maybe you have done in your past, and you know how you try to get away from your past, but it seems like your past is always just following you around everywhere you go. God wants to cleanse that memory of that. Today, he breaks the cycle. You don't need a self-help book. The Bible's big enough. You don't need a psychiatrist. The Lord your God is big enough. I only did a 12-step program because the Vista County made me. I took one step and he took the meth out my life. And they kicked me out because I wouldn't say I was an addict. Now, I'm not putting that program down. Hear my heart. That's just what he did for me. I can only preach what he did for me. You're an addict. I'm not an addict. I'm a believer who has power over addiction. The Messiah walked into that jail cell, drew a picture of younger me, now older me, manifesting 30 years ago. 
I'm living the dream that God wrote to me in a jail cell. And it's just beginning. Oh, look at that music. Jesus. <laughs> Guys, to have this revelation, I want your attention. Pay attention to me real quick. I'm not going to keep you long, but I am going to challenge you to come to the front when we have an altar call. That's why I asked this prophetic psalmist here to come out at the 15-minute mark no matter where I am. Because I'm tired of the devil trying to shake you down. I'm ready to shake the devil down today. Okay? How we do that is we have to be transparent. If you're dealing with something, stop trying to do it in your own strength. And lean on the God of heaven. Look at my life and how broken it was and how he's able to fix it. Get hope in your heart to know that God can deliver you. That God can heal you. That God is your Messiah. Jesus Christ is your Messiah. Messiah means anointed one. One of my greatest heroes is in the room today. And that's my youngest son. <clears throat> He's never heard me say this publicly. But that young man is my hero. You don't know the story like I know it. To see a boy at three years old call me daddy when I wasn't his natural daddy. And I did my best to put the God Almighty in him. And I did a really good job because he's a good man. But if you knew me when I was sleeping behind a 7-Eleven for three and a half years on East Vista Way, you would say, there's no way that's a man of God. The Messiah stepped in my life and he took everything that was wrong and made it right. But I had a choice. I wake up with a choice. Do I allow him to lie to me and my family? Or do I choose the king to deliver me? You choose. Mm. The devil only has one thing on you, what you believe. It takes just as much effort to believe God as to believe the devil. takes just as much effort. Today, I can hear the chains falling off some of your minds. Some of you have been held back by what your parents did. It's not their fault either. They just didn't know what you know now. But you can't use that as an excuse because someone died that you would live. Do you know a man named Jesus who's seen you in your stuff and said, you know what? I'm going to die for you. I'm going to put whatever's on you on me. I'm going to let them beat me and wound me over and over because I saw you that day. I saw you lifting your hands. I saw you singing my praise. I saw you and your family loving me. He was willing to lay down his life 
so we can be free. Are you hearing me? Am I scaring you? Am I yelling too loud? This is your time. My kids are like, he's singing again. Why is he singing? Oh my God. As soon as I sang, they dropped their heads. Oh my God, he's doing it again. <laughs> it's just part of my ministry. Can I be me? Good. So, we've, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear and understand. Today, you have the ability to hear and understand spiritually that your Messiah is alive. No matter what the world says in 2021 about Jesus Christ, he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He will not change. I don't know who this applies to, but I heard it. God's healing a blood disease in someone's body. I don't know who that is. But if you're online and you're dealing with something where like transfusions and things of that nature, God is healing. He's going to heal your body. Under the sound of my voice, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the King of the earth, I release healing to whoever that needs that. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus stands against that. <laughs> Are you here? Stand to your feet for me. Did you get something today? Good. We're just getting started. We got nine minutes. What do I mean by that? Right now, right here, the Messiah is, they're, they're coming. I want all the prayer warriors. Anyone that's praying in this church, come here. Come up the front. Come, come. And you're like, okay, what are you doing? Why are they moving? <laughs> because I'm the type of preacher that knows this. You take a step towards Jesus, he's running to you. Many of us have stuff we're dealing with, but it takes courage to get out of your seat and say, that's me. I need someone to pray for me. I need healing in my body, in my mind. All I hear are lies and suicidal thoughts. No problem. Come to the altar today when I give the call and you will get clarity because your Messiah is here. If you need healing in your mind, in your body, anywhere in your physical body, great. Jehovah Rapha is here, right here, to meet you at your time of need. If you're addicted to anything, it doesn't matter how small it is, and you want to be free, great. Your Messiah is here. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amy, what's your oldest daughter's name? What's your name? Brianna. I, would you mind before I, is this okay, family? I want to encourage her. It's okay that I encourage you? Hmm. Brianna, there's, there's praise all around you. And the enemy has been, like you're stuck in the mud, not on purpose, but the enemy has tried to bring you down because he doesn't want you to hear what you're hearing today. 
because you're a hybrid, Brianna. You have a foundation in you that's unshakable. What the enemy wants to do is change your perception of how you see yourself. And God says, your Messiah says, I'm stepping in your world to bring all of heaven behind me. And I am going to bring out of you businesses, houses. I see you bringing up houses for women that are abused. You have a heart for the homeless. You have a heart for the lost. And God says, I am going to give you what you need. Everything that you need starting today changes, changes because he sees you right where you're at. And the enemy can never hold you down because my blood paid the price for you, says the Lord. Everyone lift your hands. Hold them out like you're receiving something. There you go. All right. I'm making the call. I want you to look in your hearts right now. And whatever's not right, whatever it is, if you want freedom today, the altars are open. Come to the front. I'm making this call. Scoot out. Come out. Take a chance. Don't stay in your seat the same way. This is the heart of every pastor in the movement church here. We don't want you to come in here and leave the same. Right now, God can come in and change the, the, the direction of everything. So if there's someone that has a dream that needs it to be fulfilled, get out here and get to the altar. If you need help in your faith and you want God just to touch you, just step out into the aisle and get to the altar. We will pray for you. If you want us to stand six feet away from you, we will. We'll do anything we need to so you can believe his word. Amen. So let me pray over those that are staying in their seat. There you go. Hold your hands out like you're receiving something. There it is. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are the same and you do not change. I thank you, God, that today is the best day of the rest of their life, that you laid down your life for independence for them, that they have ears to hear that you are the Messiah. And we thank you, God, that you strengthen them and their families and their businesses, that you're a generational papa, that you bless their daddies and their grandpapas and their grandmamas and their cousins, everyone that's linked to them, bless them, bring peace to them in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. amen. Okay. There's four minutes and 43 seconds. I love you as a pastor. Thank you for giving me a chance to minister to you. It was an honor. Before you leave, if you have in your heart you want to come and get prayer, please come up to the front. For those that don't, enjoy your Independence Day. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next Sunday.